Cause we're smooth in the afternoon Coastal hot haters in a bad mood You know this ain't easy Padding the stats, triple doubles Buckets with blazing Welcome, we are live smooth in the afternoon. David Weinblatt, a.k.a. Bleezy, here for you. you. got a great show. Beauregard possibly coming through, but we talking NBA All-Star. We talking Chance the Rapper. Stay tuned. We are now listening to Future's new album. Gonna get some good vibes going there. Chance won three Grammys, including Best Artist, Best Album. Really killed it. Upset Drake, upset DJ Khaled. Chance the Rapper is the next coming, and he's doing it all by himself. The coloring book was fantastic. Someone who's hoping his new album is going to have some great spotlight as well. Future just came out last night. We're listening to Rent Money, the first one on the album. We're going to listen to Good Dope now. Probably not his best work, but I've definitely enjoyed it. Future has, you know, he's always had great collaborations with Drake. Future and Drake always put out good music together. He's had great collaborations with guys like Uncle Murda, who's very underrated. But, you know, Future, an Atlanta guy, really representing a lot of the Atlanta rappers, have, have respect for him, Migos respect him. I hope this album gets some hype. I hope they show Future some love. Uh, we're showing him some love here. Smooth in the afternoon. Enjoy this one. Good dope. And while we're enjoying the future album, uh, let's talk about someone else who hasn't put out an album. Someone who hasn't been too relevant these days, Fetty Wap. You know, really hate to say it, but he fell off the face of the music industry map recently. You know, you look at some of his old stuff. You know, he started out Trap Queen 2015. That was hot in the spring, the summer. Carried over even to 2016. He had that momentum all the way. My way. LeBron was singing that one in the playoffs. You saw that. That went viral. 679. So, RGF Island, that was big at the end of the year, too. You know, Fetty was huge, and then all of a sudden, we haven't really heard much from him, and uh, that's kind of disappointing. I really enjoyed listening to Fetty Wap, and I hope the Remy boys in general, I hope, can find a way to, to, to make it happen again, because they put out some good music. Fetty Wap is a talented artist, and I really hope he gets back to doing what he's used to doing best. Skipping around the future album a little bit. We're up to the song Out of Time. I like this one. This one's pretty good. One of the shorter songs on the album. And then, of course, it wouldn't be smooth in the afternoon if we weren't at least playing a little bit of Migos culture. Am I right? Stay tuned. Brown paper bag. What the price? Kelly Price. Playing a couple of clips from the new Future album. I hope everybody likes it. Uh, now we're back to some culture, repping some Kelly Price. This one has been bumping all over Atlanta, featuring Travis Scott. This one's the first ever Travis Scott feature on a Migos song. Migos are almost always, especially Quavo, featured on Trav songs. Pick up the phone. Everyone knows that was a summer jam. But now it's Travis coming on to the Migos album and another smash hit. Speaking of future and Migos, I brought it up. Uncle Murda 
He deserves some love. Uh, his song right now with Future. A little bit old. Some people may not remember this one. Some people might not have even heard of it. But that line in Bad and Bougie, Young Metro, don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. Future's tag comes from Metro Boomin producing all these songs. That tag, we remember it from Uncle Murda with Right Now back in the day. We're going to play that one just to show some homage for Bad and Bougie and for Future. And of course, Brooklyn's finest, Uncle Murda. That line has become so famous from so many different songs. Bad and bougie, of course, since we've been talking Migos. Future killed that line here right now, Uncle Murda. It's just popping. This song is great. Uncle Murda is underratedly great. Of course, the Migos and Future. Now let's talk a little bit of hoops. Let's get back to basketball. We here in the NBA All-Star Weekend is among us. The Skills Challenge coming up. We are excited for that. We're excited for the three-point contest, the dunk contest. NBA All-Star Weekend. We starting out with the Skills Competition. We got Christos Porzingis, DeMarcus Cousins, Joel Embiid being replaced by Jokic. Still got Isaiah Thomas, Gordon Hayward, John Wall, and Devin Booker in the competition. I'm, I'm happy to see Jokic. I'm sorry that Embiid won't be there, but Jokic has been playing outstanding basketball this year. In terms of 2017, he's putting up 2010-5, one of only three players to do so. Jokic is fantastic. I'm excited to see his skills in the national spotlight. And it's always a fun time. This is, you know, it's an exciting competition. I think DeMarcus Cousins is going to pull this off. Call me crazy, he doesn't have the speed, but I think some way, somehow, DeMarcus Cousins wants to prove to everybody how talented of a basketball player he really is, if he hasn't already. This man is one of the best players in the league, most underrated, probably the best big man, and still underrated because of his off-the-court issues and the way he doesn't get along with referees sometimes. But that's neither here nor there when it comes to his skills challenge. It's all about talent, and I think DeMarcus Cousins is going to be a guy who's going to prove what he's worth. Not to mention John Wall, Isaiah Thomas having outstanding MVP-like seasons so far as well. You know, John Wall in this competition, he he started the season not too great. The Wizards hadn't been playing well, and John Wall has really, really stepped up his performance the last month or so. Wizards are toward the top of the East, possibly could even contend with the Boston Celtics later on in the season, the way that starting five has been playing. But it's going to be fun watching Thomas out there. It's going to be fun watching John Wall out there. All great players, very talented guys. Another underrated player in this competition, Gordon Hayward. He does not get enough love. You know, he scores more than Carmelo Anthony. And I'll bet not a lot of people knew that because he's playing in Utah in a small market where Carmelo Anthony is a big name. He's been a big name for a while. And he's, of course, in New York where all the drama is, where all the money comes. 
But Gordon Hayward does not get enough love. Don't worry, I'm giving you that love today, Gordon Hayward. I, I wish you luck in the skills competition, and it's going to be great. It's going to be exciting to watch. Smooth in the afternoon, we also talking about the three-point contest. I have a video coming out tonight on NBA The Lead giving my predictions, but I'll tell you right now, Clay Thompson and Kyrie Irving, the top two contestants. It's going to be big. It's Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, Kyle Lowry, Kemba Walker, Nick Young, Wes Matthews, CJ McCollum, Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon making a serious case for himself to be the sixth man of the year this season. Absolutely playing great basketball. Speaking of being great at basketball, we got a great rapper in the studio. My man, Beauregard. What's happening? Thank you so much for coming by, Bo. You, you know we always love having you on Spoon in the Afternoon. Happy man, Dave. Things are going well, and we just started talking a little bit about the three-point contest. I was saying I predicted, as I did on NBA The Lead earlier, Clay Thompson and Kyrie are going to be the guys battling out. They're the most battle-tested guys in the competition. You never know. Other guys, you've seen guys like Jason Capono have won way back in the day. You know, it's not always about who the best player is, but I think in terms of catch-and-shoot ability and clutchness, it's a combination of Thompson. And Irving, what, what are your thoughts, Bo? I think Clay is definitely in that top two. I, like, I mean, I'm rooting for CJ. You know, obviously I'm a Blazer fan, so I'm biased. But uh, he has, a, I mean, he has a nice stroke, has a nice shot. You know, so I'd like to see them two in the final. If CJ makes it to the, the last round, that would be cool. But I think Clay is going to be the one to win it all. That shot is just, it's just too money. So Bo loves CJ McCollum being a Blazers fan. You know I love the Blazers too. Sad to say goodbye to Mason Plumley though. Damian Lillard's the man. McCollum's the man. I'm wishing him the best of luck in this contest. I think they're all going to have a good time. Now moving on, the dunk contest. You know, I'm not personally the biggest fan of the dunk contest. I think it's become a little bit too uh, too gimmicky, too market. It's all about the marketability. It's not a, It's not really about the skill and the talent of the dunk. It's about the props and then the showboating. I think Aaron Gordon will win because he's probably the best dunker, but I honestly don't, it doesn't really phase me. What, did you have an opinion, Bo? I thought the last contest was like, it was definitely entertaining, especially when it got to it between Levine and Gordon. But I, so I think like, I just think that at the end, the way that it, it was like set up, like Aaron Gordon had the better dunks, but it just seemed like it just kept dragging on and getting tied. They need to kind of be either more strict with the scoring system because I feel like there were tiebreakers when they didn't really need to be. When, like, Aaron Gordon did some amazing dunks that were, like, better than Levine's, but they were both 50s, you know what I'm saying? So maybe they need to be kind of, like, harsher on every dunk, you know, not get so amazed. I think, you know, not saying I can go out there and do a 50 dunk, <laughs> but, like, I think they give out 50s a lot more easier than they used to. I honestly couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, back in the day, you remember those Vince Carter dunk contests, stuff like that? Those were 50s. Now, like I'm saying, it's all gimmicky. They're, they're giving away the 50s too easy. That was a great point. And it's just becoming a gimmick. But the three-point, I'm more excited about that three-point contest because that is pure skill, being a pure shooter. And, of course, the main event, the actual game itself. Bo, you like the East or you like the West? Uh, I've been actually surprised at a lot more, a lot more East teams. But I think the West has, like... The West has that squad, man. You got the Warriors over there, the Spurs, the Clippers. Like, like 
if you take all the all-stars just from them, like, you got Harden and Curry on, like, one and two. That's pretty crazy. I mean, but I do want, I think it'll be exciting to see, like, who started? Is Isaiah? No, he didn't make the starting cut, but he's on the all Isaiah did not make the starting cut. So, starting for the East, we got Kyrie Irving, Giannis Attentacumpo, the Greek freak. Of Ooh. course, LeBron James, the greatest player of all time, and I have no problem saying that. Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan on the West. We got James Harden, who, in my opinion, is the MVP favorite this season. Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Kev Durant. And, of course, Kawhi Leonard as well, rounding that up. Obviously, and I've talked about it on the show before, I felt that Russell Westbrook deserved that starting role more so than Steph Curry. He's having a better season. He's averaging the triple-double. Steph's great. He's been playing great. But at the end of the day, this guy is averaging a triple-double. He is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They would probably be the worst or second worst, maybe at least bottom three, bottom five, in the entire league without this man. Yeah, that's true. You know, the fact that he's not starting, like, I love Steph Curry to death, and like you said, he was, he was like an MVP. But I just think what Russell's doing, like, we haven't even seen that recently. Like, Oscar Robertson is, like, the last person that was, like, doing something like this, and that's, like, what? How many years ago? Like, pictures of his game player in black and 40, white. 40-something so years ago. So for Back when come, the big O was doing it. Oh, yeah, like... For someone to be doing that today in this day and age, like, especially when it, it seems like the skill level has kind of, there's like a higher barrier, like it's harder to do those things. You don't see people getting stats like that as often. That just makes it extra impressive. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's, he's an outstanding player doing outstanding things, and he's coming off the bench of the West. So going on, going back to what we are saying before, picking who's going to win this game, the West has just so much of a better bench. No disrespect to John Wall and Isaiah Thomas, who are MVP candidates in their own right on the East bench. But you got DeMarcus Cousins. Who's stopping him? Okay. Who's defending DeMarcus Cousins? After Nobody. After defended Anthony Davis for, like, so long, then it's like, okay, we get a break. Who do you get? Exactly. But then They're, again, you know, they don't really go that hard in All-Star games. People don't give them credit for the effort that they do put in. They do their best to put on a show for the fans. At the end of the day, All-Star Weekend is about the fans. I know I was just complaining a little bit about the dunk contest. It got too gimmicky. But at the end of the day, if that's what the fans want, that's what the fans should get. NBA fans are some of the best fans in all of professional sports. And it's always been a great spectacle to be a part of All-Star Weekend. And if that means throw up some alley-oops, some cool behind-the-legs, behind-the-back, through-the-legs passes, all that stuff, then that's what it's going to take. And don't forget, in the final two minutes of the first half, and especially the final two, three minutes of the actual game itself, these guys play hard. The defense picks up. When it needs to pick up, it picks up. And the games always end up close. Almost always, the game's within maybe two, three possessions, and it's always within reach with a couple of minutes to play. Bo, who do you like to win the MVP of the All-Star game? I think it's going to be a sleeper. It's going to be somebody, someone on someone's bench who just comes to that. Actually, you know, honestly, it might be Westbrook because he always, he always does bring it and go hard like whenever, like, with these games. I feel like from beginning to end, he's really not going to take it as, a, like, a gimmick like the other people do. Like, that last two minutes might just be him throughout all his playing time, I feel like. So I think Westbrook's going to come off the bench and, like, you know, have that chip on his shoulder like I should have been starting. I think on the other side, probably between the two people you mentioned, actually, John Wall and Isaiah, probably one of them is going to, you know, try to take it a little more seriously than everybody else. Probably, like, walk away with the MVP. I, I kind of agree with that. You know, I think it's going to be guys who feel like they have something to prove. Westbrook felt that he had something to prove, and he won the award two years in a row. Not a lot of people remember that, but... Guys like John Wall now, guys like Isaiah Thomas now, they're in that position that Westbrook was in 
coming off the bench of an all-star game. They're going to see minutes. You know, LeBron's not going to want to play that long on the East. You know, he's going to want to have a little fun showboating a little bit. But he's tired. He needs to rest. Guys like John Wall and Thomas, they're going to get some playing time out there with Kyrie. Thomas especially, he wants to prove himself. We'll see some interesting lineups. It's going to be really interesting. But it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a great weekend overall. I have a video coming out tonight, NBA The Lead, talking about my prediction of the three-point contest and what to expect. Kyrie, Clay Thompson, that's always a great matchup, always great to think about Christmas Day. Bo, did you watch that game? The Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, Kyrie Irving, the game-winning shot. They were down 14 points early in the fourth, and Kyrie came down. Three seconds to play, shoots it over Thompson to get the win. Oh, yeah, that show was amazing. He's amazing. He was the number one pick for a reason. Like, when he does stuff like that and you just remember you have two, like, legitimate all-stars playing on the same team, that's pretty cool. Kyrie, to me, he's one of the best ball handlers in the league, honestly. Uh, Like, I think there's very few people who could really, like, guard him one-on-one, keep up with him when it comes to, like, you know, those one-on-one situations driving to the paint. I think he can get past anybody and shoot in in front of everybody's face, score on anyone at will. That's one of his, like, strong suits. So I kind of I definitely want to see that in the all-star setting as well, too. Kyrie Irving is one of the most exceptional players that I've ever seen play. Like you were exactly like you alluded to, his ball-handling skills are absolutely phenomenal. And I will go as far as say he's not as good a shooter as Steph Curry, but he's a better basketball player. He's not, and the thing is, he's not a defensive liability yeah, in the yeah. regard that Steph is. No, Kyrie Irving is not one of the best defenders in basketball. I never said that. He'll never say that he is. But he is a better basketball player than Curry. Speaking of that Christmas Day game, Steve Kerr pulled Steph Curry out in that final possession defensively and put Sean Livingston in. Obviously, there was a screen, and Thompson ended up guarding Kyrie instead. But even Steve Kerr, his head coach, does not trust Stephen Curry in the clutch in a defensive setting. And I think that says a lot about a two-time MVP last year being unanimous. Yeah, you don't see Westbrook getting pulled off of anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, like in that situation, you got Westbrook on your team. You don't take him out. He's not a defensive liability. You let him play it out. You let him guard whoever he needs to guard. So that's like, like you said, for a back-to-back MVP, for that to happen, you know, where your coach doesn't even trust you defensively, it is a big, like, warning sign. And I think, you know, that's just a clear discrepancy. It's just like when it comes to being, like, valuable to your team, defense is a big part of that. They need to be able to trust you in all settings. It shouldn't just be like, oh, we need a basket because basketball is offense and defense at the end of the day. Basketball is a two-way game. Westbrook plays both ends of the floor, and this season Harden's playing both ends of the floor. That's why he's in the MVP race. But, you know, not, not to hate on Steph Curry by any means. He's, uh, he's a worthy MVP. But he's not the best player on his team. Kevin Durant is the best player on, on the Golden State Warriors. So I'm I'm still personally upset that Russ Westbrook did not get his Starting. well-deserved start in the, in the All-Star game. But he'll get some playing time, and it'll be interesting to see him with all those Warriors out there on the court. But what do you think about Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Russell Westbrook all potentially being on the court playing together at the same time. That Honestly, just Westbrook and Durant on this at the same time is going to be pretty entertaining. Seeing that specific lineup, the coach would have to be trolling us. <laughs> I, feel like, I mean, maybe it is the best lineup for like the, the game, which is possible because, you know, you do have your four and your five and, like, Durant and uh, Draymond, you know, so it would make sense, but... 
come on. <laughs> like, the coach would definitely, like, he he know what he was doing. It would be awkward, but it would be entertaining to watch for sure. I feel like that would be a crazy team. That's obviously been a huge storyline so far going into All-Star Weekend. Reporters this morning have been asking Westbrook, actually, uh, well, how do you feel about playing, being in the locker room with Kevin Durant? How do you feel about playing on the same team? And he just kind of diverted the question. I thought it was a smart tactic, honestly. He started asking the reporters about their favorite uh, fashion brands. Uh, where do they shop? Stuff like that. Uh, and that was the way he just kind of d- 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 completely deflected the question because he doesn't want to talk about that. But Draymond Green was interviewed last night, actually, and uh, he put out a quote saying that it's a different vibe. The regular season, all the tension, all the drama, that kind of goes away when you're. it's an all-star weekend. It's all about fun. It's all about the fans, like we've been saying. So Draymond's not really phased by it. And I honestly think that these guys are professionals. I think it will be a little bit, of, a little bit awkward, but at the end of the day, these guys are professionals. It'll be fun to see it. It'll be fun to see him on the court, but they will, they'll do what they have to do. They're going to try to get a win. They're going to try to play well and try to have a good time, and, and that's what it's all about. Real quick, just while we're still on the topic of All-Star Game, I just want to show some love to Paul Millsap representing the Atlanta Hawks. True to Atlanta, I hope he has a great game. I hope he's enjoying his time back home in the state of Louisiana where he went to Louisiana Tech. Nice homecoming trip for the four-time All-Star. I hope he's having a great time down there in New Orleans. But we got Beauregard. Not only is he knowledgeable about basketball, but this guy is one of the best local Atlanta rappers I know. And we're going to talk about some of his new stuff coming out and all the new shows he's going to do. Yeah, just like, check me out, Beauregard, B-O-R-E-G-A-R-D. I'm on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. You can check me out. I got a lot of songs out. Recently just dropped this track called Hillary. I think it's pretty entertaining, pretty cynical, and it's like perfect elements of my style. So you can check that out, see what kind of artist I am. And if you like it, definitely keep spinning it. Show your friends. This has been smooth in the afternoon. You know, we're here with Bleezy. I'm only here. Bleezy's the man. You already know how that goes. He's in the lead. Keep stay stay watching this every Friday. Make sure you tune in. Next time when I come back, you know what I'm saying? I might even have a couple bars for you, do a little freestyle, I might bring my friends with me. All of that. Big announcements in the future coming from Bleezy and Beauregard. So check that out. But thank you for showing love. Bleezy, it's been fun. Thank you guys for tuning in to Bo. Bo, we always love having you on the show. We'll see oh, yeah. you real I'll soon. Be back soon. And like back Bo soon. said, we got some big announcements coming up mm. from Bleezy and Bo. Thank you don't want to miss that coming up real soon. Don't play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Bo, thank you so much for coming by. You know I really appreciate it. Oh, for sure, man. We forgot to mention DJ Khaled, new song Shining, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Jay-Z actually took shots at Drake in a couple of lines, saying that he owns the summers, but... With all due respect to Jay-Z, Drake has owned the summer the last few years, and even Jay-Z can't deny it. And we can't possibly end the show without talking about LeBron James' exquisite pass through the legs of Andrew Wiggins earlier this week in Minnesota. He had Kyle Korver wide open next to him for an easy three, but no, he looks directly at Kyle and passes it through the legs of Wiggins and finds Derek Williams for an easy layup, just showing how he is the best passer in the league. That being said... We talk in rap, we talk in basketball, that's what it's all about. It's smooth in the afternoon. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Stay smooth.